Welcome to Sophisticated Property Investing, a podcast brought to you by Ethical Property Partners. New full-length episodes released every Thursday, but here's a quick caffeine cast. Hi, I'm Frank Flegg, founder of Ethical Property Partners. What you're about to hear is actually audio from one of my YouTube videos, as well as the weekly deep dive podcast that's released every Thursday and the quick caffeine cast in between. There's also loads of content over on YouTube. So if you're not subscribed to our channel, but you want to see even more tips and advice for your sophisticated property investing, just search YouTube for Ethical Property Partners. See you over there. I have a real life quandary for you. Question. This is a property that I right now I'm having to decide what to do with. And I'd like you to commit to making a decision. Okay, you've got a few options and at the end of me explaining the options, I want you to commit to writing down A, B or C, as in, what are you gonna do? So, first thing that you need is a bit of background on this property. So I bought this property a few years ago, below market value, and it now owes me 198,000 pounds. So that's how much mortgage I have secured against this property. Other properties in the road are selling for about 370, 380. Identical properties, apart from one important thing. My property had subsidence before I bought it, had subsidence and it's visible, it has dropped. So a drain failed and it's dropped by maybe 12, 24 inches, something like that, foot or two. The garage looks awful actually, but the drain's been fixed Structural engineer reports, fully insured, no problem whatsoever with subsidence now, but cosmetically doesn't look good at all. Still rents for full rent though, so you get the same rent as everything else on the street. Now I own this property 50-50 with a business partner and my business partner would like to sell the property. So I agreed, I generally go with what my business partners want to do. So I agreed to put the property on the market, uh, which we've done. We've had an offer of £300,000 from a developer who sees the, the opportunity here and he has offered us £300,000. So it's not bad because it owes us just shy of two hundred. So we'd both walk away with around 50k each. And my business partner, that £50,000 is worth it to him. He can make that work harder for him in his business. Very experienced business partner. So he wants to sell. And the question is, what do we want to do? You and I, what are we going to do in this situation? So my business partner's had a chat with the developer and the developer reckons that he can extend backwards, extend sideways, erase all cosmetic evidence of the previous subsidence, which we're not doing anything naughty there, or the developer's not doing anything naughty. There is no subsidence, it's all historic and it's all been sorted. But it's the fact that it looks like it's subsided that's putting people off, you know, emotionally. Oh, you don't touch anything that's structurally unsound. So the developer and my business partner have had a chat and we're considering an assisted sale. Now we normally do assisted sales on other people's properties, but the great thing about sophisticated investing is that you can do it the other way around. So you can help other people to buy your properties using sophisticated strategies, which is exactly what my business partner has done here. So what he said to the developer is, well, instead of buying the property and then incurring all the purchase costs, having to finance it, how about you do the development whilst we still own it? 
So the developer would develop the property at his expense while we own the property. And then we would sell the property, give the developer all of his costs back, and then we'd split the profit. Now, the option there is probably gonna make us about an extra 60,000 pounds. So we're gonna make 100 if we sell now for 300, but we could make about 160 if we do an assisted sale through the developer. So the first option, option A, is do we sell for 300K now? Option B is do we do an assisted sale with the developer? And option C is do we keep the property? Now you might think, yeah, but if your business partner wants to sell, you have to sell, Frank. Well, yes, ethically, I don't want to stop my business partner getting his money. If he needs the 50K or he wants the 50K, then yes, I'm not going to stop him. But there's more than one way to skin a cat. If he wants his 50 grand, we can give that to him in a number of ways. So I've reached out to a couple of JV partners and I've said, look, do you want to come in with me on this property? I've got a property here worth 370, 380. Once we can get rid of the emotion out of it, you can pick it up for 300. I own half of it, whack 50K in, and my business partner will be happy to walk away. And then it's just you and me 50-50. So we've got that option as well. So A, B, and C. A is sell it to the developer 300K. B is JV with the developer on an assisted sale. And C is keep the property either with this business partner or replacing them out or putting 50 grand in myself to, I guess that would be a D option, me buying my business partner out for 50 grand. So A, B, C, and D, which would you do? Write down the letter now, make a choice because you only learn when you put your thoughts down on paper, when you actually commit. It's very easy to go, oh yeah, I would have done that. Oh, that's clever. But no, no, no. What would you do right now? If you were in this situation, which I find myself in right now, what would you actually do? Welcome back. So what did you choose? A, B, C, D? What was the best solution? Well, it's a bit of a trick question because there's no actual best solution. Depends on your situation. And even in my situation, I've, I've looked at it and the reason I'm sharing this with you is because it's there's no right or wrong. And it's, it's quite a hard one for me to decide on if I'm honest. But what it comes down to is what are my business plans? If my plans are to grow my portfolio, then I don't wanna sell something that I've already purchased, significantly below market value, and got onto really good finance. Because those of you that are applying for mortgages at the moment, getting mortgages in the current climate is really hard work. It takes ages. They wanna know every single thing about your situation, which is fine, except that it takes so much time to find it all. So, like, just saying, show us your portfolio, well, well they, they don't mean a list of your properties, that's what they'll start with, but then they'll say, can we um, see all the rents coming in? Well, that's really complicated if properties are held in other people's names, and then they wanna see deeds of trust and the agreements with those people. Then they ask for insurance, and of course insurances could be with multiple companies. Then they might want to see EPCs and some electrical certificates. And if you have a very large portfolio, that could be hard to do. So if that's your priority to build your portfolio, the last thing you want to do is be selling a property because for obvious reasons, selling them is going to give you, you're going to need to buy that one back or buy another one to replace it. 
stamp duty, you've got your finance costs, you've got it marketing costs of finding the deal, and then you've got all that time investment of actually financing it. So that's one side of keeping a property, and you think, oh yeah, well, of course I'd keep it. Except if you've stress tested your portfolio, you might know that you're exposed to interest rate rises. Now, most people don't stress test their portfolio, but you should be. You should be doing this on like a quarterly basis, saying, right, if interest rates go up by 1%, where do I stand? If interest rates go up by 5%, where do I stand? So if you're looking at your portfolio, you go, actually, this property, now, because it's a 300 grand property, 380 grand property, the exposure to interest rate rises, 200 grand mortgage, is quite extreme for the cash flow it produces. So if you had a portfolio that was vulnerable to interest rate rises, then what you would wanna do is you'd want to sell this property. So I know that my loan to value is quite conservative. And so I'm happy keeping this property in my portfolio. But if it was more extreme, so if it had been five or 10 years ago, then I would have been much more inclined to sell this property. So that's the first aspect. Second aspect is, do you want to JV with the developer and do an assisted sale? Now, when I'm the developer and I'm doing an assisted sale, I can control the price at which I buy materials, which contractors I use to do the works, the time frame of the development, etc. There's no way I want to give all that control over to someone else unless I'm protected. So what I said to my business partner is, yes, we'll do the assisted sale if the developer pays our rent from start to finish, because then I'm not losing out. So now I'm getting rent all the way until the property sells, even though there's no tenant in it, and the developer's gonna cover that. Now I suspect the developer won't do that, he may, but I suspect he won't because that's quite a risk for him, because if he can't get materials and it takes two years, I'm earning rent for that whole period. But that rent is probably not a lot more, may even be less than his finance costs from having purchased the property. So maybe that wanna work, maybe. Some of you might be thinking, yeah, but Frank, why don't you do the development? Now, yes, in other times, I might have done the development. I absolutely might have done, but not right now, because it's not in my business plan. My business plan right now is to not actually take on a single additional development until the end of 2022, because I know that I haven't got the capacity to do it properly, to do it effectively. And that's the thing about knowing your business. It's not enough to just wander around aimlessly and see what deals pop up and doing them as and when they pop up. That is not how you make consistent profits in this business. It's not how you make consistent profits in any business. What you have to do is have a plan and you have to follow that plan, even if that means turning away opportunities like this. However, if it was in your plan to do developments, then you got a perfect opportunity here. Got the opportunity to extend this property backwards, sideways, add in a five-star kitchen and sell it for something around 500,000 pounds. Amazing opportunity. And you haven't got any acquisition costs because you've got the property already. And so you could just, if you can fund the development, you're laughing, given its current value, you could even just refinance it and that refinance funds could probably pay for the development. So loads of different options dependent on your business plan. And that's the key thing. You have to have a business plan. And if you don't, 
then let us help you. Let us help you go through where you want to get to, in what time frame, using what strategies, in which part of the country. Those are the fundamental factors to consider in your business plan. Because without those, you're just in a rowing boat, rowing around in circles. You'll buy a deal, you'll sell a deal, you'll refinance, but it'll be done on emotion. It'll be done when you read a story in the newspaper. It won't be done purposefully. It won't be done in a measured, focused, consistent manner. And so we've covered, do we keep it? We've covered, do we do the assisted sale? We've covered, do we do the development ourselves? And of course, the other option was, do we just sell it at 300 grand? Well, for me, absolutely not. I'm not desperate for the 50K. So I'm not interested in selling at 300 grand, but what I might be interested in doing is arranging for someone else to buy my business partner out. And that's what I've done. I've reached out to a few people. I'm not interested at putting 50K in myself because the opportunity cost for me of that 50K is too great. So I could use that 50,000 pounds and go and find a lot of other below market value properties. So our acquisition cost is about £4,000 per no money down deal typically. It varies for different parts of the country and it varies with different stages of the market but that would mean that I'd get maybe 12, 13 properties for my 50k. Now of course I'd then have stamp duty and I'd have legals to buy but I'd definitely be looking to get five to eight deals for 50k no money down in my portfolio so that would mean let's say they're 150k a property i'm probably looking at a million maybe pushing a million and a half of property value for that 50 grand and if i put 50 grand into this i'm actually only getting about 150,000 pounds worth of property value that i'm controlling and so just with some basic arithmetic like that you can work out that that isn't worth doing. Whereas if you're doing this emotionally and you just happen to have 50K in the bank and it's not working for you, you might go, oh yeah, that's a good deal, I'll do it. But not if your goal is to buy 10 properties this year. So guys, hopefully that real life example has shown you that there's no right or wrong. A good deal is not necessarily a good deal for everyone and a bad deal is not necessarily a bad deal for everyone. My business partner is making the right decision for him He's not cleverer than me. He's not less clever than me. He's not a more experienced property investor than me. He's not a less experienced property investor than me. We just are at different stages of our investment career and we have different business plans. And he's working to his business plan. He's doing quite a few developments at the moment. He's got good use of that 50K at the moment. So he wants to sell. And at the moment, I'm not. I'm actually acquiring properties at the moment. So guys, hopefully that's helped you. If this episode will be a benefit to someone else who you know is wanting to develop their investment knowledge, their skills, their investing in their education, please do share this episode with them. That will help us to grow the channel. Hit the subscribe button and the notification bell and then you'll find out each and every week when we release a new episode. And until next time, happy investing. That was audio taken from our YouTube channel. For more sophisticated property investing tactics, just search YouTube for Ethical Property Partners and listen out for our full-length podcast, released every Thursday.